Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. This show is about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, positive thinking, and humanity. A show that'll help you make a decision when that hour is upon you. Our guests share some of their experience, expertise, and their stories during their decision hour. You get to hear what they're doing today and how it might help you in the future. My guest today is the same way and is doing some great things in the community, and we'll bring him on here in just a few minutes. But first off, I want to give a huge thanks to Heroes Media Group and all the great shows and sponsors of the network. To learn more about Heroes Media Group or how you can become a part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Our guest today is a true American patriot, Mr. Don Bramer from the Bramer Group and Defend Our Nation's Political Action Committee. Mr. Bramer is a veteran of both combat and Capitol Hill, having served the offices and campaigns of uh, U.S. Senator Mitch McConnell at both the state and national levels. Uh, Don's worked uh, at the state and national levels for uh, several key presidential and con uh, congressional campaigns, as well as uh, a gubernatorial uh, races in uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and continues to be actively engaged uh, in the in all the political uh, process uh, as well. Don actively stays involved in veterans' issues. In fact, he is uh, a part of the United States Navy uh, Reserve. Um, and it was active duty for quite a while. I kind of let him explain uh, and, and tell us a little bit about his uh, military uh, career uh, that he has. Um, and he's also, the, like I said, he's the chairman of the Bramer Group, uh, which advocates for issues that relate to the defense, intelligence, and issues about our veterans. So without further ado, let me bring him on, Mr. Don Bramer. Don, are you there? I am here. Thank you, Adam. Hey, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to join us on the show today. Not a problem. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, we look forward to uh, visiting with you for a little while this morning. Well, good stuff. Don, tell our listeners uh, a little bit about you, about yourself. I know you're a veteran, and you're doing a lot of things on Capitol Hill. Kind of kind of give our listeners a little bit uh, about Don. I will. Well, thank you. Um, so currently in my current position, I am the chairman and president of Bramer Group. We are a government relations firm here in Washington, D.C., representing uh, special interests within the defense industry, our veterans, uh, the intelligence community, and as well as any causes that we think would uh, would better the life of our veterans after they leave service. Uh, currently, myself, I'm actually still a reservist. I left active duty in 2009, getting ready to go into my uh, 16th year of active and reserve time. And uh, that took me in a lot of great vacation spots overseas, as they say. And, uh, <laughs> we continue to move forward on our, our veteran activities. Our firm is you know, nearly all veterans or people who have families in the veteran community. So it's something very personal to us, which is one of the reasons why we started Defend Our Nation. Uh, we really look forward to helping the veterans, not only helping veterans get elected, but helping them make better service to this country and continue their service. You know, a lot of people don't realize that in 1972, 80% of Congress had served. Wow. Right now we're at a number that is 13%. Good thing about that, though, through our actions and the actions of a lot of other folks, uh, this new freshman class coming in is more than 70% uh, veterans. That means we're going to bump that number which is going to put us now at about 23% of Congress who have serving in uh, the forces. Don, let me ask you a question. So you bring that up. You know, why why was there such a big difference in, in the number gap there for so many years? 
Well, part of that is, you know, coming off of World War II, Korea, Vietnam, there was a higher percentage of America that had actually served. You know, we went through a, a, a wonderful period of peacetime where there just wasn't a percentage of American youth that had served. And we're still, at, you know, right around 1%. But we've seen 10 years of conflict going on uh, more than that now. And there's a lot of leadership coming out of that 10 years. Those folks have been on, on the ground. They've seen what our forces need. They've seen what's going on in this country. And they're leaders. They're great leaders. And now it's time to put those skills to uh, to work. Once you uh, hang the uniform up and put the suit on, there's still a lot of work to be done. Awesome. Now, Don, I, I, I've been seeing this thing going around uh, through a, a mutual contact that we have. And something I wanted to ask. You got something, uh, you have an event coming up uh, on December 7th, uh, and I believe it's in Washington, D.C. It's the uh, the third annual Veterans Fundraiser, Martinis, Manhattans, and Mistletoes. Which I, uh, uh, and I understand the event's going to be at the National Museum of the, of the Women in Arts. Can you tell us more about the M3 event, how and, and why that all started? Well... M3, or uh, which is the acronym for Manhattans, Martinis, and Mistletoe. You're right, it's going in its third year. Uh, three years ago, uh, me, several of our veteran allies, the other members of Bramer Group were sitting around and literally having a Manhattan, uh, and we started jotting notes down on a napkin. <laughs> and we still keep that napkin here kind of for, uh, for keepsake. But we wanted to do something to give back to our community. You know, we work with a lot of defense uh, entities, and we understand that most of us make our living through our service to this country, through working with the defense industry, but we wanted to give back. So we created this event through our clients and our sponsors. And the first year we thought, well, you know, if we did some recognition, then we've done a good job. However, that first year sold out. Uh, we were only expecting, you know, less than 100 people. We filled that first venue to capacity. Second year, we moved to a new facility, hoping, okay, we'll stay there for a while. Um, once we hit our second year, we started gaining the attention of members of Congress. We had about 20 members uh, endorse us and show up. This year, we've moved again to, as you said, the National Museum of Women in the Arts. And as of this morning, we have 30-plus members of Congress who have signed on to endorse and attend this event. Uh, it keeps growing. Uh, it's 75th anniversary of the USO and the attack on Pearl Harbor. So we kind of mixed it up. We're wow. bringing the Eric Felton Orchestra. We're going to recreate a 1940s to USO Hall. And I think it's just going to be an amazing night in uh, D.C. And I think if, if you missed this D.C. event, this holiday season, then the rest of them just aren't even worth going to. <laughs> I was and I was just going to ask. So it's, it's you, it sounds like you got kind of a, a wide variety. So you Politicians, VIPs, spouses, veterans, active military—I mean, everybody is—is uh, is invited to this event. Do you, do you have a um, a website or where you know if somebody's listening to this right now, is there a website where they can go to get tickets? Sure is. Uh, join m3.org. Go there, check it out. You'll learn about our sponsors. You'll learn about the three amazing veteran charities who were selected this year as beneficiaries. Uh, those are the Green Beret Foundation, Operation Second Chance, and the United Soldiers and Sailors of America. Three great organizations. We had more than 32 organizations apply this year. It's a tough choice, but those are the three we agreed on. Uh, this year, we're also uh, awarding the three-star award to 
Woody Williams. If you don't know him, he is a Marine, former Marine, who was the oldest living Medal of Honor winner recipient today. Uh, he fought in the Battle of Iwo Jima. Great guy, um, great character to get to know, and uh, we're looking forward to having him there. That's awesome. I can tell you guys, this sounds like a great event. So if you're in the D.C. area uh, this holiday season, folks, make sure you go to joinm3.org. Get your tickets now. This is an event you're not going to want to miss. Uh, those organizations that you brought up, those are great organizations. Um, I've, I've, I've got friends in, in each one of those organizations, and, and they're doing some tremendous things. Um, but, Don, I, I know you're doing some great work on, on Capitol Hill with the with the Bramer group can you tell us uh what you focus on and some of the issues you feel strongly about towards supporting veterans you know i i say that we represent you know various entities in the defense industry and, and we do that however we constantly are working with uh several of vsos in the dc area and nationwide we do that on a pro bono effort because it is something that we believe in you know, in the past year, we have worked with organizations such as Hill Vets, uh, High Ground Advocacy, Dog Tags uh, Inc. or Dog, Dog Tags Bakery, and and even in, through our relationships with Senator McCain's office, uh, as they try to push through the continued funding of the Clay Hunt Act. You know, there's so many groups, and what we try to do is bring the VSOs to the Hill with the right folks, so that they they get in front of the right people. You know, the best way to really do a good job on Capitol Hill is to let the veterans tell a story. Um, anything we can do to help get those guys in front of the right people on the Hill, that's that's where we kind of chime in and, and make those connections. Do you see that it's it's getting, uh, that things are changing in the veteran community more so now moving forward? I mean, let's, you know, the veteran community itself, as you know, being a, a service member yourself, I, I spent nine years in the, in the Army. Um, there's been a lot of veteran issues. Uh, you know, you, you, you see this stuff with the VA and everything that comes up. Do you see a sh- kind of a changing in the winds, if you will, where things are, are, are starting to gradually get better? Well, I, I think they are getting better, you know, and there's a little bit of fault on, on both sides there. Um, as a result of 10 years of conflict, you know, we had a lot of well-meaning BSOs that were created but they didn't have a mission. They didn't have an agenda. So they kind of fell fell away. So the strong VSOs, they're, they're hanging in there. They're rising to the top. And now they're learning to effectively have a mission and how to effectively communicate with not only federal government, but, but our local leaders as well. So they are doing better. And by them doing better, it means Congress is doing better. I think we're going to see a lot of great changes in the next in the upcoming administration and the upcoming Congress. Um, one reason because we have more vets in congress and, and i always like to say and it, you know to some people it's it's kind of corny but i look at it from where i would be if i was in their shoes it's not about the last oath you took but the first oath you took and i think whether they're democrat or republican you know when they get behind those closed doors they're going to remember that time when they were wearing the uniform of this nation and that's where they're going to put their decisions i i, I gotta tell you i i like them i'll quote you on that don it's, it's it's not about the, the the last oath you took. It's the first oath you took. I, <laughs> that's so true. That's that's so great, and that's that's powerful right there. Oh, that's that, that's amazing. Well, and I think that's why, you know, even at M three, you know, it's not a Republican event. It's not a Democrat event. We've got 
you know, a good representation from both sides of the aisle that attend this event. And they they come there, they have a great time. Um, it's not about politics at night. It's about serving our veteran community. Let me ask you this. Biggest challenge you see move, moving forward? Biggest challenge is we're going to, you know, we have a large veteran community, and this is the longest period of conflict that this country has seen. Um, there's a lot of needs, and, you know, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our peers and our younger generation to take care of, of these veterans. You know, those things are expensive. We've got to figure out a way to pay for it, but we've got to do the right thing. Um, I also think that as these conflicts continue, you know, we're going to need to rely on, on our country to uh, step up a little bit, and, and we need to get more engaged in supporting our, our defense. You, that's, that's so true. I, you know, it, it's almost refreshing to see more veterans get into the political realm and, and getting into Congress and, and whatnot because you can, I don't want to say it's, it's um, hopeful or, or, or wishful thinking, but you, you look at it and, and like you said, we, we, are, we, are, we are currently in the largest, the, the longest conflict this country's been in. And uh, as, as people are, you know, the drawdown and the, or what was the drawdown in the army and, and some of the other branches, uh, you know, the transitioning of people from, from retiring or just getting out of the military that are, that are done being in it, uh, getting into these positions, I, I really foresee a big change or a shift in the veteran community, um, how things are done, run, and how vets are taken care of on both sides uh, of it. Uh, moving forward over the course of probably the next five to ten years, so it's it's. I got to tell you, it's pretty exciting to see. It it is exciting, but I have to, I have to go back and say, you know, we've almost created this ourselves. You know, because this is the longest conflict, and we have had a continual drawdown of the size of our forces. We're calling on our troops and our reserves to to do much more and many more troops than we've ever asked before, and I think that's why a lot of people tend to leave the military because. You know, they're exhausted, they're tired, and we've, in some points, we've asked too much of them. The first thing we need to do is we need to increase those budgets so that we can build our forces back up so that our guys and gals, when they're home, they get to use that time properly to, to recoup and to heal. And then also, but as we get more surfers, you're absolutely right, not just run for office, but organizations like Hill Vets who take veterans and teach them how to be effective on Capitol Hill or in the government so that they are good staffers, they're good supporters. Even for the members who aren't congressional veterans, they can join their staff and make sure they've got the best information possible. Don, I want to I take a step back here, uh, like all the way back here. And how did you first start? You're on the show called The Decision Hour, and it's about making – decisions and you know you know you made you eventually made a decision to, to, to join the military you made a decision to do what you're doing uh, now with defend our nation in, in the Brammer group tell us do you remember the time uh, when that decision that hour was upon you that you wanted to join the military absolutely I uh, I joined the service probably a little more long in the tooth than most people but my decision to join the military came in uh, September of 2001, um, I had a good job. I had worked for worked in government, worked for um, the Senate, had had previous positions in the White House, and was then in the private sector. 
Um, 9-11 changed everything. I resigned all my positions, and I made a conscious choice to join uh, the Navy as an enlisted sailor. Wow. And how long did you spend in the Navy? Well, you well active active duty side of it. Well, I uh, I I went from enlisted to uh, to gaining a commission. I um, I left active duty in 2009. Uh, I served as an intelligence officer. Uh, most all of my operations were with uh, special operations with the Navy and on the ground. Wow. And. Um, like I said, going in, I think February of uh, 17 will be my uh, the anniversary of my 16th year. That that's awesome. Now, Don, I got to ask that now. What you're doing with defend our nation? Tell our listeners that hour when that hour became uh, came upon you to to get that going. How did that the, how did that come about? When um, that happened, I'm, that can go back to mid 2012. Um, we were in our first, maybe second year of the Bramer Group. And in our in our dealings on Capitol Hill, we started meeting a lot of challengers, um, people who wanted to come to Washington. We were working with a, a group called Veterans Campaign, which is an educational foundation that teaches veterans how to run for office. But, you know, one of the most important things in running for office is having strong financial support. Campaigns, like it or not, are very expensive. So we um, we first started as what they call a um, I forget the fund a, a JFC Joint Fundraising Committee and we selected I think three or four candidates that were all veterans to support and that was kind of a test run for us. Um, we ended up that year uh, endorsing seven candidates or no, my my fault nine candidates who were all veterans and of that nine seven won um, and. You know that was our. Then we found that we we now had new allies on Capitol Hill, and from that we decided to to do it right. Uh, we learned a lot of lessons, and then we took the JFC uh, and converted it to the PAC, the Political Action Committee, um, defend our nation. That has since grown into two organizations, um, defend our nation and defend our nation PAC. One has the mission of supporting the veteran community. The other has the mission of supporting veterans who want to run for office. Okay, and and I'm on the uh, defendournation.org website right now. So, folks, if you're you're listening to this uh, show right now, that means you're already on the internet. Open up another browser. Go to defendournation.org. Let's defendournation.org and uh, and check this out. Um, it, it's it's a, the numbers that you have here, 40 years ago, as many as 71% of the elected officials in Washington, D.C. were veterans, as you stated earlier. Now the numbers are as merely as, as, as 14%. And, and and like we discussed earlier, it looks like the numbers are going to start going up here a little bit more and more. And uh, I see some very familiar faces on this on this website under the uh, supported candidates uh, that on this that are, that are on here. But Don, if if one of the listeners wants to get involved and, and do more, how do they contact you? Well, there's several ways to contact. The easiest way is, you know, I think there's a button on the website where you can sign up, um, put in your information, and we'll reach out to you. Or you can do the easy way is just go to info at defendournation.org. All those emails come straight to me. Uh, I'll either respond or we'll put you in touch with the right folks 
to do it no matter where you live. You know, for us, it's important at everywhere from the grassroots level to the national level, we've got to get involved. And, you know, if, if veterans want to sit back and, and be unhappy with the way things are going, then, you know, as military members, we know there's no one what to, to blame but ourselves. As they tell us when we're serving, no one can, can take care of your military career better than you. It's no different today. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely correct. Folks, if you want to get involved, info at uh, defendournation.org or, or go to the website www.defendournation.org there is a little section about halfway down the page that says join our mission uh, put your information in there so Don can get it and, and, and get out this is this is something that I'm pretty excited about I, I don't know I don't know I feel like you have to be kind of a special person to run for like a, a hold a public office I don't know if I'm necessarily that I'll, I'm more than happy to be the guy on the behind the mic somewhere uh, interviewing those and supporting those that want to do that uh, Don I think it's great what you guys are doing um, and and again I want to highlight again this event coming up December 7th Washington DC it's the third annual veterans fundraiser martinis Manhattans and mistletoe m3 and that's such a great name uh, for it and <laughs> It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here well, looking at my lips. Started, I was like, "Man, it's our kinda, first is two, it too sponsors early for were a drink? Four Roses Bourbon and Chopin Vodka. So, <laughs> if you put those two together, you've probably got the best Manhattans and Martinis in town. <laughs> you know, bring together the holiday spirit. You've got mistletoe. So we're. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, the best part of the, what we do for every pair of tickets sold, we donate a third ticket to an area junior enlisted or junior officer you know a lot of the young guys coming into the service i understand you know money can be tight yeah. and they don't get to go to these events and living in dc so i go out you know the week before and and just drop off stacks of tickets to the marine barracks to the navy yard you know over to fort meade uh, up at uh, bethesda you know i love for these guys to have a night an opportunity to get dressed up bring their spouse, partner, and, and have a great time and get to meet some, you know, members of Congress. One of my favorite stories from last year, one of our good friends, Congressman Zinke from Montana, came to the event, spent most of the night uh, hanging out with a bunch of the Marines from the uh, 8th and I barracks. Next morning, he shows up in PT gear, did PT with these Marines, and after they were done, they all got dressed. He invited them over to uh, Congress and showed them around, introduced them to the Republican caucus, and really showed those guys a great day and insight of how Congress works. Man, you can't, it doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely not. And, and that shows, you know, and that goes back to our thing, you know, these guys, veterans who are elected, they remember their roots. Absolutely. Folks, you got to check it out. If you're in the D.C. area, th this is an event you want to go to. Martinis, Manhattan, and Mistletoe. Come on. The name itself. We're gonna get we're gonna get you right there. Manhattan's martinis and mistletoe. Yeah, that's, that's I mean that's either the way. <laughs> either way, come have a great time. We'd love to have you. If you can't make it, go to joinm3.org. You know, every contribution, one hundred percent of the net from this thing goes to the three organizations. You don't have to worry about you know, we're an entire volunteer organization when it comes to this event. Money's not wasted. We want it to go to our guys and, and gals in uniform and everyone who has served. So if you miss it, you know, make a contribution. 
post the event. If you want to get involved in politics, send us an email or go on the website and make a contribution. We will make sure that everything that's donated goes right back to helping get more veterans in office. And we're going to make sure that this stuff is posted on the uh, Decision Hour social media platforms as well as Heroes Media Group, folks. So uh, you got the opportunity. We'll have all these links up where you can uh, get this information, buy your tickets, make a donation, etc. Don, any parting words that you want to tell our listeners? You know, I'm going to, I'll make it very simple. Um, For anyone that's worn the uniform, or the cloth of this nation, when you take it off, don't ever think that your service has stopped. There's a lot to be done. There's a lot more that you can do. At whatever level you are, it is important, and it is, it is our duty and our responsibility to never forget that oath we took and to keep serving this nation. That's great. Thanks, Don. I appreciate it. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. I uh I'm sure we're going to have a great time. I hope hope you'll join us, and I hope to see a lot of your listeners there. And if they do come, please come up, introduce yourself. I would love to meet you. Awesome. Uh, Big special thanks to Mr. Don Bramer from the Bramer Group. Folks, if you're in Washington, D.C. next week, December 7th, make sure you go to the third annual Veterans Fundraiser, Martinis, Manhattans, and Mistletoe. you got to love the name of that. To get tickets, go to www.joinm3.org. And don't forget, if you're a veteran and you're looking to get into Congress or throw your hat in the political arena, make sure you check out this website, www.defendournation.org. Check that out. That's Don's group that help you guys out. Um, again, folks, and a big special thanks to Heroes Media Group uh, for all the support. Uh, make sure you go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Check out their uh, shows, all the network sponsors that they have. Uh, it's a lot of good time. So until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.
Kiss me on the brain.